This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 433, the box office report for the week ending December 2nd, 2018. The return of the box office. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah. It's been a week. <laughs> Okay, right, that's a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> well, with the holidays and everything, yeah, feels like it's been longer. Guess what? It may not be coming back for a little bit after this episode. <laughs> Why is that? Because there's all kinds of stuff coming out. Oh, that's a, true. A slew of films yeah. coming down the pipe. Well, except not next week. Not next week. But then after I was that. Like, we just talked about nothing's coming out no, next, next week. Next week yeah. is fine. <laughs> the then, week after that is. And then a deluge yeah. of films. Gotta get them out before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the next week is just as bad. It's crazy. As far as like oh, how yeah. many films oh, are coming yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like the week before Christmas or even like some I think are like Monday and then yeah. some are Wednesday. Like it, it gets really bogged down. Yes. That's, it's one of those times of the year where you're just like, I feel like the studios are just, yeah, whatever. What day can we put this out? Tuesday? Fine. I'll just put it out on Tuesday. That's yeah. Fine. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't care. No. So uh, we should probably go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. So I don't know. I guess uh, shameless plugs. There we go. Get into it. I'm tired. I went and got a tree yesterday. What time was that? Well, the tree was... <laughs> we got the tree around 11, 11.30, but it's like... We got to drive. Oh, okay. okay, we go, okay. Well, sorry. We go and cut down a tree. There we go. Like, we don't just go to a lot. I was and be just like, like, why are you tired from yeah, going to the no, local so we had to, to get no, a tree? We have to, <laughs> we have to drive, you know, an hour and okay. 20 minutes. And then I, that makes, that makes a, more sense. Go to a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. And then... Murder like, your own Christmas tree. I got tree. a tree, too, yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it was in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have one of those as well. So. <laughs> yeah, you are. You, yeah. You, it looks like Christmas threw up in your... First floor of your house Yeah Yeah We still need to put boxes away Right now It's, <laughs> it's crazy Up there But uh, but yeah So we have the the fake one That goes up And then we get a real one Sure Go to the Christmas tree farm Do and your thing It's And then there's been a thing The last couple years Where there was some sort of drought Or bow weevils Or some sort of 
Japanese ladybug infestation. Oh. I don't know. But like you can't get the kind of trees that you used to get. Like the style of trees? Yeah. The uh um they're like they're not growing here anymore and oh. and they're are, and so they're like they fell out of phase it takes like six to eight years to grow a tree so when you go to the christmas tree farm they have all these different fields and then every year like you get you get in a little wagon and uh and then they take you to a different field okay but the kind of trees we like which i believe are called spruce trees okay and uh they're the ones that hold the ornaments the best. They're yeah. the ones that poke you the worst. Oh, I know exactly which one. But they, they hold are. the ornaments the That's best. That's true. And they can't. They're not. They're like. They have to ship them in. Oh. So now I'm paying double. So no, this hasn't really affected the price all that much. But what sucks is you go to the cut down a tree. They but stick it in the ground and then do. you cut it down. They stick it in the ground. <laughs> they dig a hole and they put it in the ground. On a little, cut on a little, it down, sucker. On a little peg. <laughs> wow. And so you can just pick it up and go. <laughs> but that's kind of not the point. So we still cut right. it down. And then there's always some asshole that's like, hey, you can just pick it up. Yeah. You get a lot of those types at the Christmas tree farm. I'm uh, well aware. You know? Yeah. You know, you can just pick it up. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, boy. Look. We came out here to cut down a tree. <laughs> We're going to cut down a tree. We I ain't picking up no goddamn yeah. tree. If I was just going to pick up a tree, I'd go to a lot. Yeah. We came here to cut down a tree. We go to Tedger's. Yeah. yeah. Do you Any, wear Do you wear like a flannel shirt and like a, put a fake beard on? Please so tell that you me feel that's really. Thing. Please nice. tell me you also wear like a like a like a like a lumberjack hat. No. It's got like the flaps. What is a oh like a that's just like a snow hat? Don't they usually like Paul Bunyan wears just like a cap? Oh, I thought Paul Bunyan had like got the flaps. side flaps that come oh, down. Yeah, he's, got, he's oh. got like tied up on top, and then you can untie him and tie him like a doofus, and like you <laughs> no. know have a bow under your I'm, chin. The I'm, answer I'm, to all those questions yeah. is no. I mean, I'm still a doofus, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> my my daughter when she was one got one of those hats, and it's adorable. Like it was just too big for her head. See, that's why I won't wear it. Yeah. I don't want you to think I'm adorable. I'm adorable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it would be too big for your head. Yeah, I have a pretty big head. Yeah, I know, <laughs> both literally and fig- figuratively. <laughs> so yeah, so we did that and uh, um, got to use that. So I have, I bought the that that new car. Yeah, and with a luggage rack, Ooh. whose sole purpose is for the tree, <laughs> like. I'm like, they're not going to put luggage on it. We're going to put luggage up there. You're not going to drive anywhere. Uh, (laughs) My wife's like, Like did you you really just get a luggage rack only for the Christmas? Yep. This is like the Theon Wayne's world. What do you mean? I got me a gun rack. Yeah. I don't even own a gun. A gun. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So my my brother-in-law, he always had a truck. And so he would throw it in and drive it back here. But it was just like, well, now I don't have to do that. Yeah. I don't have to put them out anymore. You're self-reliant. Yes. That's well, nice. sort of. I still need him to tie it on. Sure, like, I'm not, not going to trust me to tie a tree to the roof of a car. Come on, it'd be tree shrapnel everywhere. Well, I think that's the, the way that kind of happens anyway. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, yeah. I we get spruces as well because they do hold ornaments the best. Yeah, but yeah, you just tie them down and like I have. I have like I don't have but, a luggage. But you're going like luggage. four blocks. Also correct. I, I was I was driving like it was like literally an hour and ten minutes. That's fair. drive home. Yeah. I'm driving down the street. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. on 70. So I was like, oh. I'm doing 70 just but, to get out of that neighborhood. So was I yeah. because I was on 70. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's the other thing I use once a year is the uh, the the moon roof. Yeah, I can. She's gonna hold on. To I it. can open. No, I just open up and I'm like, oh, okay, it's still there. It's <laughs> good to know. I remember when I moved in my first apartment, I had a. Oh man, what kind of car was it? It was a. It was a truck. I had like a 2000 Ranger, and it. 
this is how stupid I was. I had a buddy with me. And I was like, you hold that side and I'll hold this side. And we'll just this mattress isn't going anywhere and we're going to be all right. Oh, that's oh, not geez. how physics work. Nope. Not how physics work at all. No. I mean, we made it. It was fine, but it was really dumb. <laughs> yes. 21 Fair. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid choice on my part. Yes, it was. <laughs> Young, dumb, and full of fun. And we were full sure. of beer. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> but still not the dumbest thing he's ever done involving a mattress. Nope. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> nope. I just celebrated my kid's second birthday, so. <laughs> oh, that's dumb? That no, was dumb? That was <laughs> like, very good choice. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> but two years and nine months ago. Two years and nine months ago. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Happy birthday, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Gwen. Yeah. That's right. That's why I named her that. Yeah. So shameless plugs. That's an awkward transition. That's all right. <laughs> uh, don't forget we're available. We had a big discussion about muffs at my mother-in-law's house. Uh, not like the thing Whoa. you put your hand. Well, <laughs> the the original well, like, fetish for that. I guess you know yeah. what I'm talking about. So like, there's no way to describe this without sounding completely Try. awful. So they were the, <laughs> the to keep your hands warm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You see, you know what I'm talking about so. that like women would wear around their necks. Oh, I thought you were oh. talking about those giant fur things that you put both. That's what I'm talking about. Like Chinese finger cups. That's exactly but, what it is. But for fists. Yes, that's what I'm talking but about. For fisting. Also what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as the word muff came out. Sure. My, both my brother-in-laws <laughs> yeah. and me were like, game on. Yeah. Like anything we can say. And so it was just like, hey, I didn't know you could fit both your hands in that muff. And just going on and on. <laughs> my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law were just like, oh, God. <laughs> Like well, you open that door and we are gonna run through yeah. it. Does this <laughs> does this muff smell funny to you? Uh, I didn't know it had that much fur on it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and the maraca just sits there. Yeah, I thought it would just we start knew. shaking eventually. We knew that Dan wasn't here, so I was like, game on. Yeah, like yeah. part of me is waiting for it to levitate <laughs> off the table and just start shaking. Nope. So uh, not today. Not today. So uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Sorry. We're available on Apple Podcasts. Did they change what? it? That's what you're supposed to say now. Oh, oh really? Haven't you noticed everybody now says Apple Podcasts instead of iTunes? No. Yeah. Because iTunes is the store and I Apple Podcasts is the... Well, app. I mean, po- I they know. have their own app. Right. right. The pod- the Apple has their own podcast right. app, so... So, but that's what the people say. So available on Apple Podcasts Ooh. and Spotify, of course. And uh, don't forget, uh, if you want to join the League of Show Sharers, you can go to Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Share it with your friends. Uh, also join the group. And uh, we will read your name. That's what we do. So people that were kind enough to share the show this week. Timmy Tuzunes, Librarian Cynthia, Jason Weesey, Chris James, Travis Tewitt, Brent Smith, Ralph Tribble, who said he was very uh, kind of flummoxed with our Ralph Breaks the Internet episode. Because really? it was weird to hear his name said oh. <laughs> over and over again throughout the episode. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So... Uh, so he's going to really freak out when uh, Wreck-It Tribble comes out. Yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna, he's not going to know what to do. He's, his mind is going to explode. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sanders, Griffin Fox-Smith, Tammy Sherman-Powers, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Chris, Magic Man, Laura, Connolly Quiddick, Ron Johnson, and Dylan Lang. So thank you, everyone, for yeah, sharing the show. Guys. And don't forget, we have a Patreon account if you want to swing on by and get all sorts of bonus content at patreon.com slash real spoilers for the low, low price of just five dollars a month it's a great time to subscribe because we have a uh, wonderful holiday episode that we put on last week i would have much rather watched that again i'll which tell you is that the christmas Chronicles starring kurt russell yeah talk about a good you know fun christmas it is movie. insane the like the disparity between yeah that's the right word disparity disparity <laughs> there you, you go know what i said you said disparity oh no disparity between like to insult well between these two movies yeah like it's 
Like, oh, but there's a way to do a fun Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah. and, and there's a way do to do it well, and then there's a way to do this do one. Now, Christmas. I haven't seen it yet, but it's, it's just, so good. It looks like Adventures in Babysitting with yeah, Santa that's Claus. That's the best yeah. way to describe it. Okay, yeah. And Kurt Russell is just—I mean, he's awesome. He's the coolest Santa Claus you'll can, ever so see. Can you name a time where you where you think Kurt Russell was bad in a movie? Not in a, not in a bad right, movie, right, yeah. but bad in a movie. No, nothing really. Just still kind of hard right. to just come to mind because like, it we, doesn't we happen. Found, went back and found some of his like more obscure films, but still like off the top of your head, bad movie with Kurt Russell. Dark like, Blue is the only one that comes as a bad movie. Yeah, but like I don't think he was. He was just doing a Vic Mackey impression in that movie. Like there wasn't. Yeah. He's good though. He just has yeah. that. I mean, he's the movie star. You know, he's got the look. He's got the. He always delivers. He gives it a hundred percent. So go listen to that. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Cool. I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, it definitely watch it. Uh, and if you subscribe, thank you. And uh, there's that episode waiting for you. Awesome. Well, I, I guess all that's all of that. Uh, we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin, I do, Tom. And the number one movie of the week is one of our two movies from last week. Oh. Again, we did. Two films uh, recently, but uh, number one is Ralph Breaks the Internet. So another $25.3 million is a 55% drop. It is now at $118 million domestic. But In two wait, weeks? But, uh, well, this is its second weekend, oh, okay. yeah. And then uh, overseas, it has about 42-ish. All right. So, yeah, um, it has a $175 million budget. So, I mean, worldwide, it's broken that. But again, I mean, you've got your advertising, and they only get half the ticket sales. So still, I mean, a movie of this caliber has to make around 400 million to break even but it's only been two weeks right. and i don't see it going anywhere. well i don't know i don't know i mean it depends on what it makes next week because i think spider-man which comes out in two weeks may swallow up a lot of that profit there's definitely going to be some crossover for sure but you know disney there's just such a difference between you know disney i think you know we, it's like let's take the kids to a movie and you've got a, a, the choice between disney or you know some people aren't into superheroes some people might not be into spider-man but it's like disney and the, movie and the art style might scare that's some true. people yeah, off that's of that true movie. it is very different than yeah. the disney standard where yeah you've got disney movie that looks like now what has become disney you know that cg is just trusted and it looks good and right. it's clean and it's the safe bet it is exactly so i mean i don't i mean with only 42 overseas obviously it hasn't opened up very wide sure. over there so with over 100 million u.s and two weeks and then you know it's gonna make a bunch overseas so spider-man has peter porker that's true and that's hilarious yeah <laughs> it is hilarious you're not gonna start doing muff jokes are you nope okay no 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 <laughs> so spider-ham jokes but that's you know. yeah and he's voiced by john mulane which is even like, better that's like just, I, it's, that guy that's, is, it's a voice that i wouldn't have even thought of until i saw it happen i was like no that's perfect but you know what what a great voice for voice acting i will tell you because you know he has such a distinct he does. voice yeah. and when you hear him did you ever see big mouth yeah Okay. Yeah. That's, have you seen that? No, I've not. It's very funny. Do not watch it's, it with the kids around. Do not watch it, but it's very, that very funny. That is like next level, you know, TVMA. Right. Yeah. It is very, yeah. Like worse than South Park. It's oh, yeah, really Because, well, you know, on Netflix, you can do whatever yeah. you want. But it's all about puberty and sexual it's, stuff. Uh, gotcha. I think it's Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick Kroll is the main. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, hilarious show. So, yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, number one again. So I definitely think it's going to stay pretty strong throughout the holiday season here. Number two, The Grinch, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch in week four. So still, I mean, the staying power, it's, I mean, again, we've talked about it before, but it's a pretty smart move. I mean, holiday movie, people yep. know The Grinch, it's an established property. It's the Minions people, you know, it's got that good animation, people mm-hmm. recognize it, and, uh, you know, it's obviously doing its job here. So 17 million brings it up to 202 million. Did you, hear, did you hear the most recent Smodcast? No. Mosier's back. 
Oh, he came back yeah. to... Oh, that's and cool. And he talks about how, like, he's... he Kevin Smith is kind of like, look, we... We went to film like he didn't go to film school to be a producer. Yeah, like, he went to film school to be a director. And right. he just kind of fell he, into. I mean, can you go to film school to be a producer? No, I, think just, I think you could learn the craft. But, but that's just kind of something you fall into. Yeah, and he's right. like, and he put in. You know, he got a little emotional and Kevin Smith is like he put everything on hold. Yeah, to do this these stupid movies that didn't make anything, and then of course he comes out of nowhere with his first directorial debut, and it makes more money than any of my movies did. Right. You know, but I guess he Mosier got tight with somebody at Illumination, and that's how it happened. Like he did like a short for something. Oh, okay. Um, I think Sing, like Sing, I guess put out shorts on the DVD. Oh, okay. And oh. he directed one of those, and oh, that cool. kind of got him in the door. And he direct he produced that Turkey movie, which that I'm was sure the got one. his. Put in with the animation, you yeah. know, and because that made money. That yeah. was, a, I mean, it wasn't all that great of a movie, if I recall, but it made, it made yeah. money. But it I mean, fine. they it made it okay. cheap, and it yeah. did pretty. And that's well. what he said. He's like, this is this is what I like. He's he said I didn't want to really, I didn't th- I didn't think I wanted to do live action, but as soon as I did that sing doc, you know, that sing short, it's like, oh, this is what I want to do. Yeah, and cool. then he's now he's an animation guy. There you go. So anyway, uh, yeah, two hundred and two million dollars domestic in four weeks, and go over to the uh, overseas. It only has thirty five, which I think is kind of odd. Uh, I I don't know. I'm gonna look at the foreign countries. Well, they ce- celebrate Christmas at a different time, so they're probably that's, waiting. Sure, to, that's what it is. Yeah, all different times. <laughs> so it, yeah, I mean, it's in it's in a lot of countries. So I just I don't know. That's that's surprising to me. Where uh, I, I wonder if it's a thing where I mean I. I I think it's we, an American thing. I, I mean, Dr. Seuss probably doesn't translate very well. Oh, that's probably true. I mean, it's all about rhyming. Yeah. And he creates these weird words. Yeah. That's true. So it's like... He no, no, rhyme no, in a different language. Right. Different, yeah. I mean, it, he probably has zero name recognition yeah. when you get to foreign countries. Interesting. It's kind of yeah. hard to do the cat so in the hat we, in Chinese. You yeah. think, though, I mean, those illumination monies, they thrive overseas. Like, they, you know, right. Minions makes a billion dollars, yeah. 300 here, 700 overseas. Then you get with the Grinch, and you get two hundred million in four weeks domestic and thirty overseas. It's such a weird flop. Like you would think instantly, it's like wow, we've got a hit. It's an established property. Sure, it's got the same minion type animation. But then it's interesting that it is one Doctor Seuss and two, it's Christmas, which right. you know, which you know, with different countries, obviously, if if that's not a holiday they celebrate, then they're probably less likely to. Right. Do you think that's a very American like the? commercialized version of Christmas? Like, do you think that's strictly in America? No, I think that's any country where there's a large okay. Christian history. I think yeah. Well, I just mean like it's, you know, we've got the Hallmark movies and we've got the New York and, we, you know, all of these sensational versions of Christmas. Right. Like, I, I, I wonder if that translates overseas. Yeah, because you figure a lot of that what's considered old school traditional Christmas stuff. Started in other countries. It's Victorian. Yeah. It's Victorian sure. era stuff, you know? That makes sense. I mean, the, you know, what we think of is like, is old timey Christmas was pretty much invented by Charles Dickens. You, that's that's have true. Have you seen that's that true. movie? The Man Who Invented Christmas? With, I have not. With uh, the Beast, what's Dan Stevens? Oh. It's excellent. Go watch that because I didn't understand really how, if you want to know where that started, it was Charles Dickens and that book. I mean, like a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Because they, Christmas is just like very bleak and no one's really celebrating it that much. And you see how Charles Dickens made that a popular holiday. I mean, it was around, but it wasn't anything. Sure, sure. And it, it talks about how Charles Dickens wrote that story and he was like, 
bankrupt and he didn't have any money and you know and obviously i'm sure there's some liberties but i think it's pretty faithful as far as him writing that book and you know and so if you want to learn how christmas kind of got started interesting and it's really good it's a good movie and it's kind of like he you see where he gets his ideas like it's him in real life but then getting his own like visions and then he puts them into the book with the ghosts and yeah is that his first book no no no. it can't be Hmm. that's his first hit though that's what we're saying well, um, so if, he was, just, if he was broke, right? Like that's at that point, yeah, he was not. I, I, yeah, that's true. It was his hugest hit at the time, okay, because he was broke. Like he had written some stuff, but then yeah, he didn't have any money, and it just he wasn't getting published, and he was trying to get this idea off the ground. He came up with this, and it became a huge hit. Yeah, okay. It's okay. been I haven't seen it in about a year, but it was really good, and I think it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, for free. Great. So right. check it out. It's fun. It's yeah, like a, so his first probably big hit that we would know of was the Pickwick Papers in 1837. Nope. So that's about 10 years after his first okay. published. Well, no, he had something unpublished in 27, and then in 36 he had two Man. things come out. So and what then, year was the Christmas Carol? Uh, let's see. So Pickwick Papers is 37. Oliver Twist is 38. Nicholas Nickleby is 39. God damn, this dude was a machine. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, those are long books. And yeah. he Nicholas, was, wasn't he, that a movie? You were, I mean, they all were at some point. But they were, I mean, you were, he was handwriting this stuff, yeah. too. Like, he didn't, he didn't have a word processor. He's like the Jack Kirby of literature. Let's see, you get the uh, Oldest Curiosity Shop in 1841. Christmas Carol and other stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> is 1843. Okay. So, right. Yeah, so it, it's really interesting, but I, I had never realized that. I came out of the movie like, I didn't realize that Christmas wasn't as huge of a deal, and then when that book came out, and it flew off the shelves, and obviously it was hard to produce, harder to produce books sure, back sure. then, but like, they you know they just sold out instantly. They they give the numbers, I think, at the end of the movie or something. They just show you that like in one day, every single one flew off the shelves, and then obviously now we know how huge That's it's crazy. become, but it made Christmas like a huge deal. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, check cool. it out. It's good. So anyway, uh, yeah, Dr. Seuss is the Grinch making lots of money. We'll see how that continues throughout the holiday season. Number three, Creed 2. That's the other movie of the week last week. Uh, check that out. But it made $16.4 million this weekend is a 54% drop. Brings it to $80.7 million domestic. No money overseas yet. So, And we talked about how Stallone was going to have to call it a day on Rocky, and he did. Yeah, yeah I don't believe it. He's saying that, you know, for what it is. He said, but he also said, like, what did he say? Like, most likely. Or, yeah, he said he's retiring the character. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Right, until that. Well, I don't know. Like, they're not going to stop making the movies, but. They're not going to stop making the movies, but I just is think, he going to be. If, I feel like if he's involved in the creative process, he'll come back. I if don't he's think not, at this point you can have Rocky die off screen. I don't disagree. Like, you, you got to. You got. Like, I get that it's time to let this movie franchise continue without him right like and and they they've got very fortunate in that they found michael b jordan and they they have another movie star sure headlining that franchise they got the original rocky got very lucky and that they found a movie star and a movie star that was willing to keep coming back yeah like <laughs> i i get that nobody would look at sylvester stallone and be like this dude's gonna be a movie star right but for some reason it worked and he is yep and so and michael b jordan i think it's much more 
easy to look at him and be like, that dude could be a movie sure, star than sure. it ever was Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I but, don't disagree. But it's still, it, it's there's an intangible quality to a movie star. There is. And he's got it. And so they, they don't necessarily need, quote unquote, Sylvester Stallone anymore. But I think that not only to... To Sylvester Stallone but to fans of this franchise You you need to give Rocky a legitimate send off I agree you can't just make a Creed 3 And not like, put uh, him in it and pretend like he's Gone now yeah, yeah. I, you can't I mean the only Thing I don't think you could even kill him I mean I guess You could now you I think you kill him I think you have To kill if, him. if the character's still alive People are gonna be like where's Where he is at? He? Yeah, yeah he has you, to you, you gotta Kill him and, can we and, make him Ghost Rocky like we talked about? But you could kill him like in the you know in the in the obviously this movie's been following the same. They beast. killed Mick in like the first twenty minutes of, they, the, of yeah, Rocky and then three. that's his inspiration. Or, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, it's three. Um, and uh, that was you know that's why he loses the fight to Clubber Lang, uh-huh. and then he you know and then now and then him and Apollo become friends, and then that you know so like I think that they could do something like the, that. I, it's interesting. Like we say that they copy all of those movies. He doesn't Adonis doesn't have a Rocky Right like he doesn't have a guy That was his rival that and then A a friendship that was Built out of respect That became a legitimate friendship Like there's not his friend Is Rocky right you know like there Isn't that that character doesn't exist in these Movies yet yeah so I'd be be Interesting to see what if they can give Him that character Somehow, yeah, I, don't know. I think yeah, because it's, it's like Rocky is the you know everything anchors to to Rocky since he's still around. So sure. it's like they don't want to give him another guy that's his like that's that right. right so right. it can't be that yet. But I don't know how. I, mean, I, I do think that what that's, if you make it Milo Ventimiglia? I I do, I do think that that that's a problem that this franchise could have long term is that they um he doesn't have a rogues gallery right yeah. like like yeah well we've got one so far. Maybe do we? Like, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I I enjoyed Creed too. Sure, but is is Victor Drago this this larger than life personality in the same way that that Ivan Drago no. was, in the same way that Clubber Lang was, no. and the same way that Apollo no. Creed was? He's just a kid like, that's angry and hungry. Right, I mean, he's not and, a personality. And yeah. so, like, I think that's. I mean, even in the in the in the first Creed, who do you fight? I don't know exactly the, the, whoever that British that, champion was. Yeah. yeah, and so like I think that they they need to figure out a way to get him some bigger than life. Yeah, people to fight. That's true. Like you a know? Floyd Mayweather kind of style. I don't know what it would be, but like that you know you had you know that original Rocky movie had three. Yeah, really four very big characters. Sure, in Rocky, obviously Apollo Creed, Mickey, and Pauly. Yeah. And you know you had very large personality types, and I mean even ultimately Creed isn't a very big personality. Mm-mm. He's you, know? you mean Apollo or Adonis? Adonis. Yeah, he's not. I mean he has flashes of it. Yeah, but he's very he's kind of subdued. And yeah, I do. You're right. He does need you know a Conor McGregor style character who is just like this larger than life villain yeah you know and, and, it, and not that and, and not a villain that you want to redeem right you know like that i think that's the problem in rock in creed which there are a few but they've redeemed the evil russian right and it's just like well i guess he's not that bad of a guy he just wants yeah. to beat the crap out of somebody and then his mom walks away he's like <laughs> okay you can beat me up now but yeah so i, I mean I, I i do think and you can't keep going back to the Rocky movies no. Like I mean Well they're out of They've done everything I mean, They got Clubber Lang That's, <laughs> That's what they it. got That's true And so Because um, nobody wants to see Find out what happened To Tommy Gunn No But um, No 
<laughs> but can he but, fight? Can he fight Hulk Hogan? If they, if they, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think right now I could fight Hulk. Hogan. Uh, you know what? If they were to do that, you got to put the Rock in there. Yeah, like that's the care. I mean, well, it's tough because the Rock would. No, just... here's here's the problem: is Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania wasn't a thing yet when Rocky Hulkamania was be like right there, like he was on the the wave was a turning, and then he did Rocky three, and it was just, and then that movie blew up, and everybody saw him, and then Vince McMahon was like, oh. I've got a thing and then it was mm. off to the races yeah. with him. So like he wasn't I think he may have been champ at that point but like that whole red and yellow, you know, red, white and blue flag, each prayer say your vitamins. I said that in reverse. Uh like what hadn't blown up yet until Rocky 3. Yeah. So like you couldn't put the rock in there because he's already established as a person. But you also can't put the rock in there because he would be like boop and just well, flick no, look, it on. Look at look at that that scene in Rocky 3. Like Rocky goes into that fight with with Thunderlips, where he's just like, "Oh, it's just gonna be fun," and like Hulk Hogan picks him up and throws him out of the ring. Yeah, like that's the but that's the point of that fight is Rocky. I don't think this franchise can afford the Rock. No, no. you can get Batista, John Cena. You could do John Cena. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't do it. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, if they have. They don't I'm really just getting flashbacks of the Bumblebee trailer. We're like, that movie actually looks pretty cool. But then I see John Cena. And yeah. I'm like, can no. we get Mark Wahlberg? No. How about John Cena? We can totally get John. Cena. Can we get the guy that replaced John Cena in the Marine? <laughs> <Yeah>. The Miz. <laughs> but also, don't forget that you know, in the original franchise, the third one is where it becomes a cartoon. It's true. That's very true. You know. So yeah, say some. Take, What's that? Say, say some. Yeah, that's what yeah. he says. Yeah. But anyway, so no, they definitely be like those. We've gotten into this before. Yeah, one and two are films. Yeah, three, four, five, and six are movies. Well, six, I think. Is, I'll give you six as a film. Six he, is kind of the return to it being more grounded. Yeah, that's true. Three, four, and five are movies. Yeah. <laughs> So, moving on from Creed, number four, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, <laughs> Vald, 11.3 million is a 62% drop. So, in three weeks, that film has made 134.4 million. Let's go to the overseas numbers, 343.8 million. So, we are around 500 million worldwide on a $200 million budget. It's just, I feel like Warner Brothers has this franchise and it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Classic like, Warner Brothers. Classic <laughs> Warner Brothers. And I will say, like, obviously, but, the early reviews coming in from Aquaman are positive. As positive as a DC movie can get at yeah. this point. So it's just like, just falling ass backwards into profits. You know? like, And I think Aquaman will probably break a profit i would assume oh yeah they always do i you know the thing is is that the, with that movie they've clearly copied the black the Thor ragnarok type humor with action i mean it, it looks like the exact same point in which thor ragnarok took the humor elements from guardians right uh but i mean aquaman looks like straight it there's a lot of visuals there's a lot of jokes it's i feel uh, like that movie has to be visuals though like in its defense Oh, like yeah, when, when you're going to Atlantis and doing yeah, all that sure. stuff, like the visuals have to be right. there. But that's what I mean. It's but, like, it's very, you know, you're, there's going to be a lot to look at yeah. and then you're going to have, you know, you have a, and um, not just Amber Heard. Right. Yeah. Nicole Kidman is in there. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Like, that's, yeah. did, did you know, crap, that movie opens up opposite it does. Mary Poppins Returns. Yep. yep. And Julie Andrews is not in Mary Poppins yeah, Returns. Yeah, that's weird. But she's in Aquaman. But Dick Van Dyke is in Mary Poppins. Right. Playing the same character, right? Oh, he is. I thought Lin Man, Lin Man, but 
Dick Van Dyke also played a character he's in Mary Poppins. The old guy. He he's played the old oh. banker, so he's playing the son of the old banker now. Yeah, oh, he's, he's aged son? up. Yeah. Oh, I thought he's it was that guy to... Junior. Oh, I thought it was still well, because to be... that banker would be a trillion <laughs> it's years Poppins. I know. Is this, is this supposed to be a sequel? Yeah. Or is this supposed yeah. to be a remake? No, this is supposed to be a, a, a straight so, up sequel, isn't right? So, a movie called Mary Poppins Returns? Yeah. yeah. So. But, like, are the kids well, yeah, the same? Return to Oz. Yeah, it oh, wasn't man. Oh, buddy. wasn't a sequel. Oh. Did you ever see that? But, did you ever see Return to Oz? The James Franco? Oh, no. No. No, the, the I meant the... Bulk. The with yeah, like TikTok and Pumpkinhead. My God, uh, what's the what's the James Franco the, the Ramy one? The Wonderful World of Us? No, it was uh, the Great and Powerful Oz. Great and Powerful Oz. Yeah, okay, yeah. Was, yeah. I don't I don't know Return to Oz. Go then. watch that. It was a Disney one, but it was like when Disney was in. Shambles. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. So yeah, okay. like it's yeah. I, I've but seen the pictures of the weird creatures or whatever. Like I, yeah. I can picture it, but I've never seen the movie. It's it was very dark. It was very dark. Okay. It's crazy pants. Interesting, but. Anyway, but Feruza Bulk, a very young Feruza Bulk, plays yeah. Dorothy. Huh. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. So, anyway, Fantastic Beasts making all the money, and we'll do it three more times. So we'll continue <laughs> to see what, what happens with this one. So and she's list. writing all those, right? Like, yeah. she's writing the screenplays? Yep. So she can correct it. Yeah, I, I think she, she I think like like we said in the episode, you can listen to that. But I think this one was a response to the first one and the criticisms, and now I think that there will be response to those criticisms. I honestly feel like this is why you don't listen to fans. You know what I mean? Like fans, you know, you have to be careful. I think you should listen to fans. I think sometimes that they really they really understand when a franchise goes off the rails. But I I definitely think there are times when fans don't know what they want. Right? They, you and know, then you they, give them what they want. You're like, I don't like it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th- she's. I mean, I think she's definitely has her own plan at this point, but I think she's going to l- tweak little things as she goes. That's probably true. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely based on the criticism. I mean, she doesn't want another movie to open. I mean, this movie is making money, but had it not gotten such terrible reviews, it could be making even more money. You sure, know, there's always sure. it could always be more popular, and so you know they don't want to just squeak by. They want to make billion dollar movies. Do you think there's going to be a, a way for filmmakers and studios to circumvent the? garbage internet at this point you know what i mean like that that the internet kind of shut down solo like i th- that movie did not deserve what it got right you know and like do you think there's gonna Same come- with, i think uh ghostbusters totally ghostbusters yeah, yeah that's a good point um do you think there's gonna like these studios are gonna develop a way to like we just gotta weed make, out the I, I i don't know how they can no, yeah, they just either. at this point they have to make good movies they just well they they did make two good movies yeah and they still got hammered for no reason because yeah. they were women and it wasn't and it wasn't harrison ford yeah solo no ghostbusters but what, what were the, you said two movies because they're yeah, so well he's so, corrected solo he, because he, it wasn't and, Han solo and solo because it wasn't harrison ford oh right 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 Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that you have to. I think that's why you have to listen to the fans and not necessarily the toxic ones, but the ones that are, you know, calm and smart and say, "Hey, I'm really into these books and I know all the mythology and these things just didn't feel right to me and like they got this wrong." I mean, I think that you just have to. They've got a lot of people working for them. It's not like J.K. Sure. Rowling has to browse the entire internet. <laughs> the, you know, people on our team can obviously Warner Brothers are going to be studying all this and they can make their notes and suggestions and listen to the level-headed people. Maybe that's not who you want to look at your stuff as Warner Brothers. You're like, can we get an outside firm to go look at this? <laughs> well, maybe they do. <laughs> so we'll see what en- ends up happening with the rest of the series. I mean, they're making money, but they you know they need to become hits like these Harry sure. Potter movies, like big hits. Number five, Bohemian Rhapsody, though, talk about a hit in, in week five. 
five. That's uh, still making money. Eight point two million is a forty one percent drop. That is up to one hundred and sixty four million dollars domestic and three hundred and twenty eight million overseas. So Bohemian Rhapsody, half a billion dollars. Is that his highest? It, they can't be his highest grossing movie. Which would singer? singer. Can it? Wouldn't the X-Men movie? Oh, no, totally. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I always forget that he's involved in those. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that started. I mean. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know, though, because those X-Men movies, I, you know, that he, he was involved in, those are pretty old at this point, right? Well, I, mean, I mean, he also, I think he did Days of Future he Past. He came back for. Oh, uh, okay. But even that. No, yeah, he did Days of Future Past, which is $750 million. Yeah, okay. So that, and that's I don't think the, that that's Bohemian Rhapsody one. with the, you know, it's already getting down on the list. I don't think it will quite make that, but. That's fair. Yeah. For, I mean, the early ones, yeah, was at the very early yeah. stages of, yeah, it was only a few hundred billion. Was it on those. 2001? 2000 was 2000? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's making a boatload of money. I cannot believe, especially again with the controversy and everything. I did not see that making half a billion and and only in five weeks. Coming like out in two years, Bohemian Rhapsody two, Freddie returns. <laughs> <laughs> He's back <laughs> and he becomes a superhero. That's right, starring He's, Adam Lambert. Oh man, uh, I gotta uh, tell you, I watched something. I, I don't, I don't like him as the front man. Like, there's something missing. I've never liked him as the front man. I don't I know. Mean, he can sing the songs. Absolutely, but, he can. Yeah, but I, there's just I, something. We talked off. about this years ago, and I know Tom said that he, it's changed, but I could not stand him screaming on American Idol. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was like, this guy's not Freddie Mercury. He's just yelling. I hate it. I, I agree. I didn't like him when he was a contestant yeah. on American yeah. Idol at all because he could sing, but he, he, he couldn't. He laid into that. It's just everything. When you yelling. When you start at 10, there's nowhere to go. No, right? yeah. Like it was, you know. And so, and people would be like, oh my gosh, he's singing the Queen song because he always picked Queen songs. Right. And, and I was like, no, this guy is no Freddie Mercury. It's just yelling. And so I, I really, I will admit, I haven't given him a chance since because I really didn't like him on American Idol. I do think he's, he's toned it down. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have, have to. Well, and, but when he's on American Idol, he's got to go out and wow him every week. Yeah. Right. And so he was just. I think he was just overselling it. Now he doesn't have to. Right, yeah. right, right. He's got the job. To, I just, it's, it's also hard for me. Is just like nobody's Freddie Mercury. So yeah. it's just to me, I'm like, I'm not well, interested. That's why originally they went out with Paul Rogers. Sure. Because they were like, he's a great singer, but he doesn't sound like Freddie. So it wasn't as much uh, as if they were trying to emulate. Yeah. But you'd get the guy that, that sang the, that dubbed the <laughs> things yeah. in this movie. Yeah. That I mean, there are some like, great Freddie impersonators yeah. out there. Yeah. Like the ones you've had. Yeah. Like, uh, arena. yeah. So, I mean, Patrick Myers, uh, in killer queen is amazing. And, and, uh, and then the, the guy from the movie, um, Mike Markle or Mark Markle, the guy so that does the voiceovers. In the yeah, movie. yeah, like um, yeah, that sounded. That just dude, like, yeah, that dude was. You could not tell. Yeah, and but I just think they don't. I just think they if they get a Freddie, I guess you become like a a novelty. They're act. like they're members in their own tribute band. Yeah, like, I just think they don't like that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I get that. That's true. So yeah, Lambert, and they're not putting out new music, are they? No. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Um. But I mean some. Bands have gone that way. I mean, Judas Priest was the first. They hired a guy from a yeah. Judas Priest tribute band, Ripper Owens, and and uh, and then of course Journey. J- yep, uh, has done it multiple, multiple times. times. <laughs> three three times now. Four, I think. And there was a guy in there for a couple of dates. Is, but is Steve Perry back? No. Okay. No. It's that. Uh, what did I just see? Did I just? Did he just put out a new album? He put out a solo album. Okay. Yeah. All right. But um, I think Foreigner's got a guy who sounds pretty much like Lou Graham. So uh, you know, I mean, you you. You do see that, yeah. But I just think, you know, it's also the the bands I don't think that have done the bands who have done that. I don't feel have have performers who are 
as iconic. Oh, vi- sure. Visually. Sure. You know if they I mean? can just kind of disappear and sound like them, it's different than like, right. you know, Freddie Mercury would put on a show. Right. Yeah. So if you go out there and act like Freddie Mercury, I just then think that that's going to that's fair. It's going to be an impersonation. Right. Rather than someone just filling in that sounds like them but does their own thing. So anyway, uh, yeah, making a ton of money over there. Number six, Instant Family. Nice to see that one sticking around in, in week three. We, Absolutely. we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Tom and I both saw it and really enjoyed it. $7.1 million is a 42% drop, so $45.8 million on that one on a $48 million budget. So no money overseas yet, but yeah, it's nice to see it making it back. Yeah, That's it was, one of those movies that easily could have like fell into the like $15 million during its whole run. You know, totally. and been like, oh, it deserves so much more. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's made its budget back which you know isn't all profit yet but it's still sticking around people obviously are giving it good word of mouth so yeah. it's really nice to see it just not in week two fall off the top 10 totally because it's 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 a lot of fun yeah it is it's it's a funny movie and it's like again like we said it it tackles a a very real subject but it, it, it handles it well like they they applied the uh the comedic they the with like the buddy comedies and the more raunchy comedies but without undermining this topic right and so like they did a really unique formula and it's interesting that like because it it does have the f- kind of the feel of of a quote unquote raunchy right. comedy, but it's not raunchy. No, it's just I mean you know there's some jokes in there. There's they, like I, there's like one one joke about masturbation. Yeah, and that that's and that's as as dirty as it gets. Yeah, but it's, it's a, like they it's, never. It's a tough. It's a tough tightrope to walk when you're coming from daddy's home right that's mm-hmm. that's what this guy is yeah who is kind but of that sex like, drive and she's out of my league sex and drive. I, mean, I gotta he, tell you she's out of my league hot tub is, time machine he wrote is deceptively I mean, good no it's a fun like, movie I, I, really, I was i i just can't stand jay Burkenau, however you say it oh i like oh, really him. i like him too but is that voice that voice that's the, fair i mean i think he's really good and the voice doesn't bother me but i can see if that voice bothers yeah. you yeah you can't watch him you know it's kind of I don't know if it it's more toned down to me in like how to train your dragon like does it really bother you in dragon it 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 does sometimes okay. like because I feel like he's not as like yeah. you know but like it's there but but I also feel like there's there's I feel like he doesn't talk as much mm-hmm. he does in the how to train your dragon movies where and and in that one she's out of my league she's a, he's the main character he's got like every other line yeah. and it was just like oh somebody kill me yeah <laughs> yeah I yeah I mean I I don't mind it but I can see that like if did that you ever boy, watch undeclared yeah okay did you was did he bother you on that he did not but I don't think he talked as much he didn't like you know what I mean like I mean, that was, was that was Seth Rogen and well, especially if yeah. you're not the main character right. like your side character Charlie yeah, like, I'm, I've, I've seen him in other things where he's a smaller role and I've liked him I yeah. Sorcerer's Apprentice Ooh, I remember that when he became yes, he was like a kid and then he like did meets I don't know Merlin or a no, wizard it's John C. Riley, isn't it or is it Nicolas Cage might be Nicholas Cage. It's not John C. Riley. If I saw it, I have zero recollection of <laughs> but it. But he just—I mean—he plays a kid, and you know, he's probably thirty, whatever. But he plays a you know a teenager. Sure. It's yeah. one of those teenage high school, whatever. But he ends up getting powers or something again. I don't remember much at all. But like, he's a wizard. I think that is the Nicholas Cage one. I think God. so. I yeah, have yeah, zero yeah. recollection. That's for the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they go find a treasure, and then. <laughs> And then he's on an airplane, and then he takes his face off, yeah. and then it's a big, it's a, fights a bunch of convicts. Whole, yeah, it's a whole yeah. thing. So, <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> both of them, Face Off and Connor. Yeah, all those movies. And I mean, there's Nick. I'll tell you, Nick Cage is in Into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, Spider Man Noir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, coming in at number seven, The Possession of Hannah Grace. 
Oh, so you're a horror guy. I, I've, I've, I've seen previews for this, but I have not okay. gotten to There's see it. There's a review up on reviewstale.com. Um, I honestly haven't checked it out because I didn't post it, but um, go check that yeah, out there. I, if you I wanna, wanted to check it out. Yeah, so it's seems, got some people buzzing. Seems like an ill-advised time to release a horror Yes, it movie. does. Yes, it I does. counter-programming, though. Yeah. People but, that don't care about doing the Christmas thing yeah. and they're a horror buff. Like, I mean, still, I mean, to, to drop this in December or, you know, late November, early December this weekend... And have it make six point four million. I mean, for a little, you know, one of these low budget horror movies. Yeah, like, that's it's. I think you know, it's, they're kind of smart for doing that. It's just it's something different. So anyway, uh, but that's six point four million domestic, and uh, they did not release it overseas yet. But it only has a nine point five million dollar budget. So you know, if it sticks around for another week and gets some good word of mouth, I mean, it can make some money. Yeah, it'll probably break even at the box office uh-huh. and make it. Yeah, and get some good VOD, VOD money. Yeah, so uh, there's that one. And coming in at number eight, Robin Hood, uh, oof, the oof. <laughs> swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah, the not Guy Ritchie movie <laughs> that looks exactly like that King Arthur movie. Yep. But let's apply Robin Hood to it. Yep. Uh, what do they call that? Public domain movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, four point four million dollars, a fifty two percent on a drop. what, Kevin? What kind of budget does this movie have? Oh, I bet just one twenty. Hundred. I think it's a hundred. One hundred million dollars. Ooh, your so, career is over, brother. Robin Hood is at twenty one million. I domestic. think it's, it's so weird. I think Robin Hood is a good story. I think you put this out in January and you probably break even. Maybe. I think I I've always liked the story of Robin Hood. It's just like there's a way you got to do it. And this is not it. I mean, they tried to go with the kind of like this is a weird thing. So they they went with the kind of anachronistic, but they didn't like right. like so. I was talking maybe to Joe about this or someone else. Like so, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo plus Juliet. You know, Baz Luhrmann. Like, right. I oh, love sure. that movie because it's set like in modern time with guns and stuff, but they say the same lines and it's very stylized. Man, I was pissed when I walked into that movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they start, like, I was like, oh, cool. I got to go see this. It's what Claire Danes. It's, you know, it's uh, DiCaprio. And then they start talking. I was like, there's God ever, dang it. There's an Everclear song. Yeah, like, let's but, do it. And then but, I was like, son of a bitch. I don't know. You went to a movie called Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, like, but when you, you look at it, it looks like they're going to, it's going to be they, modern. They modernize it. It's awesome. They, but they marketed but they, but that movie. Like, if you, I remember when that movie came out. Yeah. If you watched, if all you saw were the commercials. And you were like, you, Melrose Place, you 90210. You could not tell. You didn't know his iambic Absolutely not. Right. Uh, like, they, no. they really, it was all uh, like playing music from garbage and right. clear. And, and, but like, that's all they showed you. They didn't show you where for art thou. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, was like, yeah, well, yeah. I love it, and Stupid. I don't obviously mind plays and, and no, stuff like is, that. Yeah. But but I love the stylized nature of it. So I've never seen it. I have, oh wow, it's I have, a good looking movie. I have zero. I, it's, it's very clever. It's I, awesome. I just don't like Shakespeare. Oh. I totally get it. It's, but too, it, it's but totally it's cool get it. Way, but yeah. you will think it's clever the way that they d- d- you know make the outfits and there's guns and stuff like yeah. they, it's modern, right? So it's set in a modern city, but yet it's the lines from the show. Anyway, it's very clever. So. This movie looks like it's trying to do that, but it isn't. So it's like, I think the things that look like they're anachronistic, like they're outfits that are machine stitched, that's just laziness. Like, it's not modern. It's yeah. just Robin Hood set in Robin Hood times. Right. But they made it look like it was going to be, you know, so it's it's just very weird and lazy. Yeah, I think the Errol, I the Errol Flynn version is as good as you're going to get. In my it's opinion. classic. Yeah, The it's Adventures classic. of Robin Hood is a fantastic movie. Then there's a Disney Men version. Men in Tights. I mean, that's... Men in Tights is also solid. Like, but that's, that's different. Right. It is not really a I think, I think the, the Disney version 
yeah. is very good. The story is good. The story is interesting. Uh, go watch. It's I mean, it's a little dated, and it's not like it has the best budget, but there's a BBC Robin Hood show that lasted like yeah. three seasons. That's where Richard Armitage came from. I think that's one of his first big roles. He's the guy that was in Captain America mm-hmm. chasing him in the sub, and now he's Thorn Oak and Shield in The Hobbit. And mm-hmm. so you know the name now, but the first time Wolverine. I ever saw him. Well, oh, the, the podcast, voice of, with yeah. a, on a podcast, yeah. But uh, Richard Armitage played uh, which, guy. by the way, that's for free now. Oh, nice! And it's like serial meets Wolverine. That's cool. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he uh, he played Guy of Gisborne, uh, and you know who's another kind of evil Robin Hood character, and uh, that's a solid show. Like, I, it was on Netflix for the longest time. Is he Robin Hood? Still is. Who is, is Armitage? No, he's Guy of Gisborne. Oh, okay. He's okay, like okay. another noble that like is like the, the sheriff's. Not lackey kind got of it, guy, got it, got it. Um, but anyway, that is like if you want to get the story. But I think Robin Hood works really well in a TV series because you're not jamming in two hours of here's Robin of Loxley and now his estate is gone and he's trying. He, you know, how does he transform into doing his thievery and all that stuff? Like you're it's not just pa- the Green Arrow, but you're not packing that into two hours. Well, I the Green Arrow would be Robin. That's what Hood. I meant. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, don't pack that into two hours. Like to see it in a series is cool because you get more of the characters, and you know, you get that slower development to understand their motivations, mm-hmm. and and you just can spread it out. So check out that series if you can, if it's still out there to stream. Uh, I would recommend it again. It's a little dated and and can be hokey, but it's fun and it is a fun story. So I, I just think that it's very hard to capture like all of that in that short time period. Yeah. What was the Kevin Costner one? Prince of Thieves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I liked that one. Mm. Really? really? Yeah. You yeah. didn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Or it's definitely you... not that Russell Crowe version. Oh, no, no, no. That's where at the very end of the They're movie. Like, oh, by the way, he shoots Robert an arrow. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> I remember how slow and terrible that movie was. And he picks up a bow and arrow literally as the last thing <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. And then doesn't even shoot it. I think it cuts to black, but it's like, oh, I'm Robin Hood. I'm Robin Hood. Pew. Yeah. And it's like, what? No, this movie <laughs> should be called Robin of Loxley. Yeah. Like, there is no Robin Hood in this movie. No, that was, he doesn't do That anything. was the one where they're just like, we've got Ridley Scott. We've yeah. got Russell Crowe. You loved Gladiator. Yeah. Here's this movie. How about you do some Robin Hood stuff? <laughs> right. Robin Hood does no Robin Hood stuff. And Gladiator, he didn't pick up the sword in the At last the scene. No, go, he picks it up very from the jump. Yeah. I am Max Cut. Yeah. <laughs> He kills that one guy and he's like, I am all right. I think they're working on a sequel. No. No. I mean, I believe that they could not make any money. There's no way. Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator. 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 I didn't come up Robin. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I I heard they're kicking. I don't know how you do that because the character's dying. I think it's following some other character. I think it was it supposed to follow the boy at the end or something. Maybe. Was that that Camelot? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Wait, what boy at the end? Wasn't there a, bo- a boy that helps him or something? Oh, maybe you're right. Like I haven't seen that in forever, years. but maybe you're right. I kept thinking that what Joaquin Phoenix had a kid. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's a kid that helps him out. Like, I just don't like those kind of movies. And I remember I seeing Gladiator, Gladiator and being like, oh, this is more you enjoyable than I thought. Yeah. I don't ever need to watch it again. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the Ben Hur remake with Jack Houston? No, no, I didn't either. No. I, that first movie's great. Yeah, that, there's, there's, yeah, I've never seen. It. There's, you've no, never seen Ben Hur. Yeah. It's epic. It's awesome. There's no reason to touch that movie. Yeah, They're like I get that remakes are the thing because yeah. Hollywood is apparently just devoid of original ideas. Yeah, but when but, you see, I mean, that chariot scene is legit. With like with, yeah. they, with Kurt, what's his name? Oh my God, Kurt uh, Douglas. 
No, it's um, oh no, it's Charles Charles Charleston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm yeah, saying, that what was the. You should watch that. It's a beautiful looking movie, and it's just awesome and epic. It's great. Kirk Douglas was Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, Robin Hood not doing it. So Yikes. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Eight million overseas, so not even England <laughs> is going out to see that. <laughs> They're like one. you know what? No. Yeah, because yeah, but uh, anyway, I mean, it's got good people. I mean, it's got Ben Mendelsohn. It's got Taron Egerton. It's got Jamie Fox, Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades. I mean. That's outside of the good people thing, but I mean, it's, it's got names in it. Yeah, you walk know? at that, Kevin. Did you yeah. ever see? Did you ever see the the TV Produced show he by was... Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, gotta do something. <laughs> did you ever see the the show that he was on, Jamie Dornan? Not Once Shades. Upon a Time. No, no, no. There was oh. like a British um, cop show with Gillian Anderson. Oh, Bobby show. You no, Bobby. Yeah, but um, <laughs> where he's like a serial killer. Oh. And Jillian Anderson is like on his trail. Oh, it's really good. Huh, I no. think there's there might be two, se- maybe three seasons series. Sorry, yeah. uh, but it's really good. Okay, huh. and he's always like he's her Moriarty. Interesting. And he's she can't figure it out. And then she finds his red room, and she's and like, "Oh, maybe this guy isn't she's, that bad." She says, "Game on." <laughs> so yeah, uh, moving on from Robin Hood, uh, number nine <laughs> quickly. Would, uh, Widows, which oh, yeah, I wanted to check that uh, out. It looks really good. Yeah. Uh, $4.2 million is a 49% drop in week three. $32.8 million domestic, 13 overseas. So carry the one. So it's up around 45, get approaching the 50 million on a $42 million budget. Um, but I mean, that's Steve McQueen. The guy, the guy is a great director. And I was really excited for this one because it was like Steve McQueen making a mainstream movie. Yeah. yeah. That, that also looks very clever and very different. So not to like, poo-poo on it but i mean accessible to the mainstream you no, know sure i mean steve mcqueen obviously has made some fantastic films yeah exactly but they are not very accessible yeah i mean he's mainly mainstream made, he's made like the art house films and yeah. then he did 12 years a slave but again that's a serious subject matter you're not right. going to get the, i would consider that an art house movie though yeah i mean it was but it was it was bigger it broke out but, but it, it's still not the mainstream and like widows is the first time where it's like wow steve mcqueen making a movie that anyone can go see yes. yeah that will go see that movie right um but yeah i, I would love to see it doing better and I've, I've heard good things i've heard like it's not great but i heard it's it's good right and uh so 42 million dollar budget on that one it's it's up around 50 so uh you know it's it's hanging on here and uh rounding out the top 10 is green book a movie that also has some mixed critical consensus but uh 3.9 million dollars is a 29 percent drop in week three it has made 14 million dollars domestic uh but that's on a 23 million dollar budget so um i mean i've heard really good things about it but people are just not going to see it so i don't know i mean i think around this time of the year you have so many films and you have a lot of family films and it's just i i don't know i think i think a lot of people are put off by the way they're telling the story yeah sure. that's that true. the 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 green book for people that don't know is how black people would travel back in in during this pre-civil rights right and uh and it would tell them which towns were safe which restaurants were safe which hotels were safe and they kind of tell the story from a from a weird angle and that they bring from his point of view they right? bring in a of a, a, a foreign black guy right and and then he, who's like what a he's a, cla- he's a classical musician, classical pianist yeah and so Watch your mouth. And so he's, uh, you know, he's has no clue about how America works. And he has this white chauffeur who has to drive him through the South and utilizing the Green Book. And it's just like there has to be just millions of potential stories you could tell about the Green Book that involve 
African Americans <laughs> working with the Green Book. Instead of there's also a black foreign guy who needs a white guy to help him. Right. There's like, also a really weird fried chicken joke, like in the trailer. Like even as I'm watching, I was like, Mm-mm, that's not a joke. Oh, I, 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 I haven't like, seen the trailer. Yeah, like it's. He Vigo Morrison is like eating KFC right like, as they're driving. He eats. He's like Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. Basically, he, he eats in every single and scene. It shows because Vigo Morrison's put on some LBs. Really, I just, hmm. yeah. So, but anyway, he's like the joke is like, oh, I thought you guys liked this. And he's like, I've never had it in my life. Oh, and then like he has to like talk him into trying the well, KFC chicken. And it's just like, dude, I don't think this is a joke. Yeah, this is an odd product yeah, placement. I don't think this is yeah. a good idea at all. Was this, I mean, was this product placement paid for by Popeyes? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, and I, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I think the, I think part of the, the, the storyline of the film is that the, the, the white chauffeur is racist. Oh, sure. sure. And that, you know, of course he learns a valuable lesson. About sure. It. You know, it's one of those things right. of like, let's, you know, we'll go with that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's why some people are kind of like, really, we're still making this movie like, in 2018. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, this is the this is the best movie on race relations of 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 1985. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It's driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it look, I mean, it, that's what it looks like. It looks like it just flipped around. Yeah, and but like that was like that that movie and that time when it was made. Right. Like you didn't have, so you know it, that was very. It was a rare, right? Like that's a little then, different. Yeah. Like you know, that's why I'm always like, you got to watch things in historical context. Correct. Like, correct. You know, baby, it's cold outside. Didn't mean. Oh what my it, god! Didn't mean what it sounds like it means today. <laughs> right. Like you read it, it now. You're like, what's in this cup? Like, nope. Keep drinking it. Yeah, you're I, fine. Yeah, I can't believe when uh, I, I was just surprised when I saw all this outrage in these articles. Oh, about what happens every that year? That song yeah. getting pulled or whatever. I'm like, what? Ha- who? Yeah, what? go read those lyrics. It, I mean, if you read the lyrics. It's a little rapey. If you read the lyrics with a modern sensibility, yes, it is. It it is rapey. Yeah. If you if you read the lyrics with a 1940s sensibility, sure. it was like there's also the element of women weren't allowed right. to make choices to right. say I I'm going to have sex with this guy because I want to have sex with this guy. Right. So they needed this litany of excuses. They need you know, sure. And it's completely different. Yeah, and the 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 line most the the line that stands out the most is the "What's in this drink?" That was also like kind of a generic joke. Oh, really? Back in back in the day, like, say, hey, "What's in this drink?" It's like, and ah. the joke was always there was nothing in the drink. Like right. that was. I mean, you saw that a lot in in old movies. In the same way that uh, you know. That's what she said She sure. became kind of Just a stock punchline Right Like say what's in this drink Was a stock huh. punchline But there's so, nothing in it really It's just a Right joke. The, the joke a, was yeah. always like Somebody, hey, was, somebody was acting Had said something stupid Or had done something stupid And they're like Hey what's in this drink And yeah. the, the joke was right. Nothing's in this drink You just said something You're just an idiot You just said what you really wanted to say Right And now you're trying to like Figure it out Figure out a way to walk it back Like that's And now it's roofies Right Right. <laughs> but now with a modern sensibility Like it's And I get that it's hard to I get it You can't like You know Run a disclaimer Asterisk before every time song. you play the song. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. People really need to look at things with that, you know, with the historical or you know, it's just it's from a different time and and it's different if it was like this was acceptable back then, but it's not now. Because in that case, then you're like, okay, we'll pull it because this is not acceptable anymore. Right. But if it meant something completely different, then they're not saying something offensive. Right. You're just not understanding what you know. So it's just like people need to not jump to getting offended. Like at least really the, under- the point of the song to me is that. Back then, women didn't have sexual agency. That's they true. weren't allowed to Especially make those 40s, decisions. Yeah, that's a given. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, a woman that was willing to, to 
have sex with a man outside of wedlock was making a very bold decision and she needed to have ways she could position that to society to maintain her prim and proper image. Correct. To me, that's the scandal. More so you know than what I mean? what's in this drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but and I, th- I, th- I would have a lot more respect for radio stations pulling it if instead of being like, this song is offensive, saying, this song doesn't sound like it did back then because we hear it differently now. Right. These yeah. words mean different things that's, to that's us very now. True. That's more like Instead it, yeah. of, this song is about rape, because I, I, I don't think the song's about rape. I don't think initially it was. But I, but I also think if you're 25 and you listen to it, 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 it sounds like it. It absolutely yeah. sounds like yep, it. Yep, I agree. Yeah. It's interesting, interesting world we live in, but yeah, uh, that's that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to find the show online, you can do so at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or on Twitter at Real Spoilers. Uh, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts Ooh. and Spotify and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, check out our Patreon account at patreon.com slash real spoiler. So that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, <laughs> you are in for a quote unquote treat. Uh, yeah, I just uh... As Spike we, that eggnog. Yeah, no kidding. Willingly, I mean, Get, you put that. You put it in there. You put the yes. alcohol in your. You know what? Eggnog. Just leave the eggnog out. Yeah, you just <laughs> drink the booze. Well, no, I yeah. meant spike your booze with a little eggnog, <laughs> just so people don't look at you funny. Just, a, just enough to change the, the color a little bit. Yeah, the, that's fair. The transparency of right it. on. So people so. aren't like, oh, you're just drinking straight booze by yourself <laughs> yeah. at home watching Netflix. So yeah, yeah I am. <laughs> so coming up on the next one, what the hell was it called? A Christmas Prince Two. A Christmas Prince. The royal the ro- wedding. <laughs> sure. You've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> you have. Loyal readers, it's been 349 days since I said yes to the love of my life, Richard Bevan Charlton, King of Aldovia. Somehow, through all this insanity, I'm still me, even though I'm about to become queen of a small country. I can't get over the fact this is going to be my home. Until the wedding, you're going to have your own bridal suite. Sweet? Wow. I can't believe this is actually happening. It's real. Oh, it's very, very real. Christmas spirit has overtaken the palace. What do we think of that? Is that a snowman or a yeti? You and I have a wedding to plan. And I have the world's best wedding planner. Sahil designs. Uh, He does not plan. We have much preparation to do and very little time. We are looking for you, darling. It's perfect. We're looking for something more contemporary. Aldovia has traditions. Life in a fishbowl takes getting used to. You're going to do a brilliant job. You're having some royal pains. It's like Bridezilla in reverse. Could you turn to the left? Down? Right? It's just not working. Now that you're part of the royal family, we must be careful of the image that you project. I just always thought that my wedding would be about being with the person I love. I didn't realize it meant having to give up who I am. I suggest that you cease from any activity pertaining to your blog immediately. No way. Your Majesty. Amber. The titles and responsibilities we bear overwhelm any person, especially a good-hearted one. 
your wedding is about you and Richard. Everything else is secondary. I'm so sorry. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.